0: Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the Life on Earth podcast. It has to be talked about. I know this is only the, se- the second episode of, of Season 3 for li- the Life Owners podcast, but it's time to talk about something contr- uh, controversial. It's the $81,000 Omega Speedmaster 321 Canopus Gold watch that was released recently. It's a big move by Omega. It's a big move for the Speedmaster. And so uh, let's talk about... I'll give you some details about the watch, but then we can also talk about sort of my general thoughts on this. Being that this is a hot topic, we're definitely going to be making a YouTube video for this as well, YouTube video and article. So if you want to see other thoughts on this, you can um, wait for that. I think that's going to be released on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. But for now, you're just going to have to deal with the podcast. So um, kicking off uh, the year, Omega is celebrating the 65th anniversary of the Omega Speedmaster. The Speedmaster has become a hugely influential and iconic watch for just watch collecting in general, but also for Omega as a brand. Um, The Speedmaster is synonymous with the name Omega, it's something that comes immediately to mind when you think about um, the brand. Obviously, it had a huge influence on space travel for the United States as this was one of the first watches in um, space and used on many missions um, through the NASA program um, and was a very important part of many of those missions. So the 65th anniversary of this watch and Omega decided to release a new version of the Speedmaster taking a lot of its stylistic elements from the CK2915-1 vintage Omega Speedmaster, where it had a broad arrow hand. There is a new version of this piece, the 1957 style variant of the Omega Speedmaster has many of these stylistic elements. For the most part, this 321 Canopus Gold version of the Speedmaster is very similar to the 1957 in um, the way that the cases, the case, the dial, the bezel is sort of constructed. There are a couple of differences between them, but for the most part, um, they are very, very um, similar. So um, what makes this the 81,000 US dollars? So Omega decided for the 65th anniversary to come out with a Speedmaster that is made of a new case metal. This is the 3-2, uh, this is Cannabis Gold. And Canopus Gold is basically an alloy of 18 karat white gold, with platinum, rhodium, and uh, palladium gold. And this sort of mixture is what they've um, coined as cannabis gold. So they used this fairly, um, one could say, expensive um, uh, case metal and this alloy that they've sort of produced to um, create the case of this uh, specific watch. So what you can already notice is that the level of um, case metal has obviously been increased. Omega Speedmasters are traditionally made out of stainless steel, and this time Omega decided for the 65th anniversary to up the level of the case metal a little bit and use precious metals um, for, this, for this very special watch. The watch itself is, um, like I said, stylistically very, very similar, but um, has this new case metal, 38 and millimeters. Looks very similar to the Omega Speedmaster 1957. There are some um, differences with this sort of enamel treatment on the on the um, bezel. You can also see this um, very interesting black onyx uh, dial and the classic applied um, applied logos, hour markers of the of the dial, which gives it quite a quite a nice sort of dark uh, look to it. If you flip the watch over, you actually have a beautiful display case back. Super clean um, case back, which I really like. It just says Speedmaster at 12 o'clock. And then there's a really beautiful 321 movement staring back at you. On the case case back, there is a seahorse, which is iconic for for Omega. The 321 movement obviously has been used in other watches, um, other recent Speedmasters. But was the first um, movement the movement that was used inside of the first Speedmaster and they started to reproduce those in 2019 and so it's now being used in some of their modern versions like this specific watch. Um, So that's really the the basics about this this specific piece. Now I think the biggest thing is is an $81,000 Speedmaster realistic. If you think about the 1957 trilogy set um, you can get the Speedmaster, which is very, very similar to this piece for $7,250. Obviously, that piece is in stainless steel um, and um, and so it's it's a little bit less expensive. The Caliber 321 version of the Mega Speedmaster Trilogy is $14,000. The Platinum 321 is $59,000 and so this cannabis is $81,000. Kind of insane to think about the price differences between all of these um, different versions. Um, so f- for Omega to do this for the Speedmaster is pretty significant. For them to basically say, you know, I'm going to elevate the Speedmaster to one, precious metals, and two, to this completely new price bracket, is really saying something. This watch is, a, is not a limited edition. So this is a regular run. It's gonna be in regular production um, to celebrate the 65th anniversary of the Speedmaster. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. But they've elevated the Speedmaster to precious metals. Now, their choice to do that is quite interesting. I always thought of the Speedmaster as something, you know, it's an entry-level piece. It's a piece that I recommend to many, many people if they're just getting into watches. But people have created incredible collections around the Speedmaster as well, so they're not just confined to the, to the Speedmaster. However, I think the point that I'm trying to make is the Speedmaster has always been thought of as a watch that's, relatively affordable when it comes to watches, and a really great place for people to start or build extreme collections around. Um, Obviously, there's the vintage side of Omega Speedmasters, which can get a little bit more uh, pricey, um, but it's a really well-documented section of vintage collecting, and so it's very easy to get into them. When you think about the modern side of things, this is a great entry-level piece, but there are collectors who do all kinds of things. Um, when they're when they collect in their collections and they probably have multiple versions of the Speedmaster if they're really into it and so you know a, a watch that d- does not cost you know I, I mentioned the the other couple ones let's say eight thousand dollars you can get your hands on a really beautiful example of a Speedmaster and then you think of something that is ten times more expensive at, in a different price uh, case metal it changes sort of the conversation around um, around these pieces if this watch was a limited edition, it would make a little bit more sense to me because, okay, there's a limited edition to celebrate a specific thing. $81,000 is fine. It's for a niche sort of collector. And there only are a certain amount of these that are available. So it's not like you're basically asking every consumer to have some sort of interest in in buying something like this. So kind of an interesting move there. The cannabis gold is a really cool uh, case metal, I will say that. Um, It's cool that they're experimenting with case metals. I think I've Criticize brands for not being innovative um, in some of the watches that they release. I think they sort of just do the same thing over and over again. While the design elements of this are very, very similar to the, the Speedmasters they've, that they've produced previously, I do think that uh, a new case metal is quite interesting here. <clears throat> so that's it was an interesting move sort of for the Speedmaster line and all the collectors there. But it's also an interesting move by Omega because having this as a non-production watch, a non-limited edition watch, is basically saying if you have eighty-one thousand US dollars, you should consider the Speedmaster. But when you think about all of the other watches that you could get for the same exact price, it's kind of mind-blowing to think that you would end up with a with a Speedmaster. I, I do think that there's so much value in this new uh, case metal. I don't think they've used this in any other this case metal for any other pieces, so it does sort of tell a story there. But you could go to things like F P Jorns or M B N F S with this type of money. You could you can even go to um, you could go to some complicated you know Arma, Pige Patek Philippe pieces with this with this sort of price. Um, so it's kind of an interesting move there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, you know, if the everyday collector who has this type of money is going to end up picking one of these up, but it'll be time will tell, and I think that's the most interesting part about this. But I do think, for Omega, it was a very good move. To try and entice people who are diehard Omega Speedmaster collectors, I don't think this piece is for the mass market. I don't think this piece is saying, okay, buy this instead of an annual calendar from Patek Philippe. I think this is saying. I'm releasing this for all of those Omega Speedmaster diehard fans out there that want to um, add a very special piece to their collection that marks a pretty important part of the Omega Speedmaster journey. There are other Speedmasters that have different case metals. I think of like Dark Side of the Moon, where you know that's a very different look than just a stainless steel piece. Um, there are some Speedmasters that have that sort of different case. Um, case metal or case look to them but I think this is very significant because this is like a revolutionary piece they've moved into precious metals for the Speedmaster and they're using this very very unique alloy of of white gold that's not going to be seen in many other pieces. So if you are a Speedmaster fan you probably have some vintage Speedmasters in there you probably have some modern ones because there's been some incredible releases Speedy Tuesday um, Dark Side of the Moon, Apollo Mission versions of these pieces. So there's, um, you know, you've probably got a little bit of everything. And then I think this might be almost something that where if you are a diehard Omega Speedmaster fan, and you're looking for, you know, maybe the grail of, of modern Speedmasters, this might be it. And I think that's maybe what Omega was trying to do with this. They're trying to entice those collectors to, to get into this piece and add this very special piece to their collection. I'm sure that there are Omega Speedmaster fans who are already at the boutiques. Uh, this watch is only available at the Omega boutiques exclusively. So, but I'm sure that there are Speedmaster fans who have either picked one of these up, or have spoken to their uh, Omega boutique. Um, you know, r- relationship they have the Omega boutiques. They probably already. Um, spoken to some of those individuals to try and get one of these pieces in. So I don't think it's a I don't think it is a complete dead end, but I do think it's a very niche within wa- within watches within watch collecting, and in my opinion, with even within Speedmaster collectors, I do think this is a niche because not everyone has this type of money to spend on Speedmasters, especially because Speedmasters are can you know, what I said previously, relatively affordable when in watchmaking. So. Um, a really really interesting piece um, I I will say you know wholeheartedly I love the Speedmaster I've recommended it multiple times to people who have approached me to try and help them with finding a, a watch that they're interested in, in getting however um, I I probably wouldn't end up uh, purchasing one of these it's just because I do love the Speedmaster I love everything that it stands for but I do like other parts of watchmaking maybe just a little bit more and so with 81,000 US dollars, I I do think I'd purchase something just a little bit different. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I've already got a ton of messages on Instagram about this piece, so hit hit us up on Instagram or or any of our other social medias. We also have a contact section on our website, so you can check that out as well. Stay tuned for tomorrow's uh, video on YouTube and article that we will release about this piece I guess you're hearing it here first on the on the podcast. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you wouldn't mind uh, subscribing or following this podcast so that you're first one notified of when these podcasts go live, would love to have you part of the Life from Theirs Family. Be sure to check out our website and all our social medias if you like this type of content. If you wouldn't mind rating this podcast, really does help us out. Give us some great feedback um, to talk about things that you want to hear. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and until next time.